Eleventh Hour Audio presents Creature Feature of the Month with your master of fronts, Owen McEwen. Greetings, listeners, and thank you for joining us at the Eleventh Hour. January is the sacred month of Janus, the Roman god of all beginnings, endings, thresholds, and time. He presides over the start of each new year and symbolizes the duality of change. Depicted with two faces, Janus sees deep into the past and future. He resides in the passages between young and old, war and peace, and birth and death. This January, we bring you a story written by Gareth Brownbill and directed, produced, by Peter Beeston of Cornucopia Radio. A Season of Changes tells the story of four people whose past misfortunes and future hopes become intertwined through a thin dividing wall and the cries of ghostly lament. Cornucopia Radio presents... I wish I'd told people about it. I've always been the same, kept things to myself. Horrible things sometimes. Pride. Where's the disgrace in asking people for help, eh? I just feel so tired now. I'm sorry, Margaret. Sorry I never managed to open up to you. Sorry I've not been up to see you in hospital. Only things have been a bit difficult lately. Cathy tried to make me go and stay with her. We argued about it. I've never had an argument with her before. I had to stand my ground, though. I told her, this is my home. I can't just leave it. Not ever. I saw Cathy yesterday, James. She told me what's been happening. The visits she had from the police and all the problems that you've had recently. She wasn't going to tell me at first. She didn't want to worry me. But I could tell that something was playing on her mind and, well, we're family after all. She told me that you'd had an argument. I can't imagine Cathy arguing with anyone. She's always been the quietest out of all three of us. You must have been acting even more stubborn than usual, you and your pride. You've always been the same. You couldn't ever confide in anyone, not even your own big sister. Shut away in that flat all by yourself, happy in your own little world. I've always tried to reach out to people and protect them, protect you. But you could never let me in. Dear Mark, It may seem cowardly, me writing a letter like this. But the truth is, I feel I can express myself better writing about my feelings than telling you about them face to face. You can be so persuasive at times that I know if I was talking to you, you would be able to make me stay with you. Like you've always been able to make me lend you money or go out somewhere when I really just wanted to stay in and write or make me think you weren't still seeing Helen behind my back. It can't go on. I don't want to make a big scene about it. I won't embarrass you in front of all your friends plotting some elaborate revenge. 
just want to cut my losses and start again. Bearing in mind the losses I have to cut, I think you've got off lightly. Please don't try and find me. Don't make this any more difficult for me. And don't start thinking up any crap about how I could possibly do all this to you at Christmas. Tis the season to be jolly and all that. Well, let's see how jolly you are now you can't get any more of my dad's money to pay for your business. I've given you a lot over the last three years. The least you can do in return is respect my wishes. Jane. A Season of Changes by Gareth Brownbill Anything like it. Light bulbs going out left, right, and center. Hope the electrics aren't starting to play up. At least it's not raining, I suppose. Maestro wouldn't make much difference if it was raining or not. Always feels so grim in here. So cold and miserable. Why is that? No real reason for it. Well, not strictly true, but I mean. I know what's happened has happened, but even so... Oh, what's the use? Nothing can change. Just makes me feel so sad and angry, just thinking about it all. How could they let them get away with it for so long? How could they? It's an absolute farce. They should be disgusted with themselves, hiding behind their mask of, there's only so much we can do. Resources are stretched out tightly enough as they are. Oh, goodness sake, I'm doing it again. What is the matter with me? I only have to step in here for a minute or two and I start to act like a completely different person. It's this flat. I've never known a place like it. There are so many bad feelings in here. So much anger and grief. Why did it all have to happen like this? What? What was that? Who's there? Who's there? James? Oh, oh, James. ever had a friend that you loved and respected, but who also made you feel really jealous? I have. We both wanted to be scriptwriters, you see. She writes a lot, I don't. Or at least I should say, haven't for a long time. And now a script of hers is being filmed. So because I finally left my useless cheating boyfriend, she's let me move into her flat rent-free while she's away. 
Maybe now I'll be able to get something written myself. Just need to unpack my suitcase first. Oh, I don't believe it. I don't bloody believe it. Oh, I've only been here five minutes and I'm already breaking things. Stupid. Oh, stupid. Go away. Just go away. Coming around here being a blooming nuisance. Oh, great. Hello? Look, I'm really sorry, okay? I knocked a vase over. I'm sorry. Bloody kids. I'll call the police. I will. I'll call the police. Then you'll be sorry. Hey, look. It was an accident. You don't have to get the police involved. I'm sorry, okay? Hello? Hello? Brilliant. Just what I need right now. A crazy old man. It could only happen to me. I find somewhere to pull myself together and end up living next door to a nutter. Can I get you anything? No, it's okay, thank you. I've got enough in. Don't put yourself to any trouble. It's no trouble, James. If you need something, I can get it for you. You only have to ask. I know that. I know. It's very kind of you, Cathy. Thanks for coming to see me. You're my brother, James. Of course I'm going to come and see you. Especially after what's happened. You should have stayed in hospital for longer. Let yourself recover a bit more. Weren't they looking after you properly? Yes, of course they were. I just don't like being away from the flat for too long. Because of the kids? Because of everything. It's my little palace. My stronghold. You know what I'm like. How much did the police tell you? They told us everything. They shouldn't have done that. Well, they're going to, aren't they? When something like this happens. You've had a heart attack, James. Of course they're going to tell us everything. Don't they have to respect people's privacy? I'm your sister, James. It's not like they told a complete stranger... Anyway, it shouldn't have been up to the police to tell us about everything that's happened. I know. If you told us what was going on, we could have helped you. Kept an eye on you. How? You can't keep coming round here. You've got your own life to live. James, if you're having problems, we'll help you. You can't imagine how worried I've been since I've heard about this. Why didn't you tell me? It's not as if I live very far away. We're here for you. We want to help. Thank you. James, I I know you won't like this. Like what? Well, I've been speaking to Jack about things since everything happened. Oh, right. The thing is, now the children have all moved out, we've got plenty of room to spare and we thought... Cathy. But just until you've recovered a bit more... Cathy. It's very kind of you both. Just hear me out, please, and think about it. It's not fair that you should be here, not while those local kids are causing you problems. You've got to think about your health, and this way you can get some proper rest and we won't be worrying about you. What about the flat? Jack said he would come and check it for you, as often as he can, a few times a week. Make sure everything is all right, which I'm sure it will be. It was fine whilst you were in hospital, wasn't it? 
Maybe those young thugs will leave the place alone when you're not here. That's another reason to stay with us. That's true. What do you think? It's tempting. So you'll come? The thing is, Cathy, what happens afterwards? What do you mean? After I've stayed and recovered. I've got to come back here. I've got to. I've invested too much of my life in this flat and the flat has invested too much of its life in me. I don't understand. I don't expect you to. It's not something I can really explain. We thought, well... What? We thought that perhaps you should try and sell it. Sell it? Sell it? Why on earth would I want to sell it? Don't you think it might be the best thing? I mean, look what's happened. I don't care what's happened. I can't just sell this place. I can't. How could you think such a thing? But you're not well, James. Cathy, you're my sister and I love you. But you cannot make decisions for me. Yes, I've had an heart attack. Yes, those teenagers have caused me problems. But it doesn't mean that I can't look after myself. It doesn't mean that I can just give up. And it doesn't mean that you and Jack can start living your life for me and decide what's best. Only I can do that. I haven't lost my mind, you know. I appreciate that you're concerned, I really do, but selling the flat is not an option under any circumstances. But it's not safe for you. How do you know that? Do you have any idea how important this flat has been to my life? What it means to me? How much of a stronghold it is? Don't you realise? I'm sorry, James. We were only thinking of you. Oh, please don't get upset. It means everything to me, this place. It's been my place of rest, my saviour. Don't you understand? It's the only way I can escape. My only means of escaping from his shadow. Jess got a Christmas card from my writer friend. My one and only card. But then she's the only one who knows where I am. Wonder how many cards Mark's got from all the people who think we're still together. Bet he's not even had the guts to let people know what's happened. Jane's just not feeling very well. She's gone to stay at her mum's. Oh, you know what she's like. Ugh. Don't know whether if it's just because it's winter, but all I want to do is stay alone for now. I don't even want to go outside. I'd rather stay in this flat. I've told Mum I'm alright, but she doesn't know where I am. The less people who know, the better. Christmas Day will be interesting this year. Probably end up watching DVDs in bed eating soup. Jack and the children send their love, of course, and hope you're feeling better. Oh, thank you. Give them my love. Of course I will. How are things? No change, as far as I know. Although I don't think they like telling me too much. Not that I'd worry that much now. What do you mean? Well, look at me, Cathy. The end is nigh. Margaret, don't say things like that. I'm sorry. Have you seen James lately? He's fine. 
he sends his love. I asked if he'd seen him, Cathy, not how he was. Is everything all right? Yes, of course. It's just seeing you like this and talking like that. It upsets me. Cathy, is there something wrong? Everything's fine. Whatever it is, it's better for us to talk about it now rather than for you to go home and leave me worrying about it. I know there's something troubling you. I could tell the moment you arrived. What is it? Please don't worry, Margaret. I'd never forgive myself if I made you feel worse. Cathy, look at me. Look at all the machines I'm hooked up to. Nothing can make me feel any worse than I already am. What's happened? James has had a heart attack, but he's fine. We only found out when the police told us. Apparently, he told off some local kids who were causing trouble a while ago, and ever since they've been targeting him in the flat, throwing things at the windows, shouting at him, causing a disturbance. It's been happening for months and he never told anyone. Where is he now? He's back home already. He just couldn't stay away from the place. You know how he feels about it. I've tried persuading him to come and stay with Jack and me. I even suggested that he sold the flat once and for all. That didn't go down too well. <laughs> Not even I'd suggest that to him, Cathy. I'm just so worried. The police said their hands are tied. Unless they get a report every time something happens with those kids, they really can't do anything. How do you think James feels in himself? I don't know. He won't open up and be honest with me. When I was there, I felt so frustrated with him. And then he suddenly started talking about, well, old things. He never moved on. The memories. We'll try and get down there as often as we can. I just feel so guilty at not having visited him for so long, when everything was happening with those teenagers. You've nothing to feel guilty about. How can you feel guilty about things you didn't know? Just do what you can for now and, God willing, they won't cause him any more problems. I'll find a way to help if I can. So heavily. How can you stay calm when they keep taunting you? What's the point of it all? You feel so angry. So angry! No one cares. Except for Cathy. Why didn't I listen to her? I feel so tired. So tired. When's it going to end? Oh, I don't believe this. I've just seen Mark, my ex, in town. Oh, God, I hope this doesn't keep happening. Oh, I suppose it was naive of me to think I'd never see him again. I thought I heard him, or might have heard him, shouting behind me as I turned the corner. But it could have been anyone. It's just... It's just I hate the thought that I'm always running scared all the time. 
The really stupid thing is that he's just a spineless creep, not scary at all, yet for some reason, just the thought of seeing him, even for a second, it fills me with dread. Oh, oh, this flat. Oh, this flat. It's the only way I can escape. My only means of hiding from him. The children came to haunt me. They never stopped. They never showed me any mercy. It's not the first time. I've been haunted before in my life. I thought I was strong. I thought I could manage it. Like I tried to before. But I'm older now. I'm not as strong as I used to be. The anger comes from realising far too late that I never managed to cope with the pain. I simply did it away and it festered and grew like a weed. You see people struggle and cry out in pain about how badly they're being treated. You see the news and read the papers and you wonder how they cope, but they fight on despite it all. That's what I've always tried to do. Despite everything that's happened, I've always tried to fight and stay strong. But those local teenagers, they tormented me for months. I couldn't cope. I was too proud to ask for help because of everything that's happened before. So I was trapped in the one place where I've always felt safe. And all I can do now is sit here and feel anger and regret. Kathy offered to help me. I don't know, Mark has always been there for me. I ignored them both. I ignored my family, my own family, because of stupid, dumb pride. And it makes me feel so angry. So angry! Did I faint? I heard the old man's voice and then... What's going on in there? I can't hear anything now, even listening at the walls. Wait, what's that? Margaret? Margaret? Is that the old man? Hello, James. You're here. Yes, I'm here to help you. I'm sorry it took so long. There's someone else in there. You can be at peace now. I felt so angry. I can't hear what they're saying. Everything is going to be all right. What's this? It's your reward. It's beautiful. What's going on in there? I don't feel angry anymore. Godspeed, my darling brother. They've stopped. They've stopped talking. What shall I do? Check if he's all right, I suppose. Oh, I hope they don't think I'm just being nosy. Oh, come on, Jane, quickly, before you change your mind. Can I help you? Hello. I'm sorry to disturb you. Yes? I'm from next door. I haven't been there long. I know this is going to sound really strange, but I just wanted to check everything was okay. I keep hearing an old man, and it didn't sound like he was very well. And you came here to see him? Well, I was concerned. I don't know him, but this time of year, with the cold and everything, and Christmas can be such a lonely time, they always say you should keep an eye on people. Like I said, I've not been here long. I just wanted to check he was all right. You'd better come in. Thank you. 
please sit down. Thanks. I'm Jane, by the way. I'm Margaret. It's very nice to meet you, and it's very kind of you to come and check on James like this. James? My brother. My younger brother. It's a shame you didn't move into your flat sooner. It might have helped him. The kindness you've shown is all too rare nowadays. I thought I'd upset him. We had a bit of a shouting match when I first moved in. I knocked something over and it was all a bit noisy. He sounded really upset and he mentioned some teenagers and said he'd call the police. I thought he was threatening me, to be honest, but I heard him mention them again just a few minutes ago. It sounded like they've really caused him problems. He did have problems with some local children, but that's all stopped now. What you heard were memories, my dear. That's all. I'm sorry if they affected you. Memories? What happened? Oh, so many things. He was a very proud man. He never told us at first what was happening. Those teenagers, those young thugs, they bullied him so much that the police got involved and that's how we found out. Poor man. Oh, it must have been horrible. It was. So this is his flat? Yes. He was so proud of it. It's lovely. He shouldn't have let the kids ruin it for him. Do you own the flat next door? Oh, no, I wish. It belongs to a friend. Oh, oh, I see. She's let me move in for nothing. She's a kind friend. Yes. She's doing very well. She's a writer. A script of hers is being filmed. She hasn't been home for a long while, and she said I could stay there for as long as I needed to... And until I get some things sorted out. I'm a writer myself. I thought I could maybe start again. That might take time, though. Is everything all right? No, not really. Oh, my dear. I'm fine. I'm a good listener. Oh, I came here to check that everything was all right with you. It's really no trouble. Why don't you tell me what's happened? I've just finished a relationship. A bad one. Three years I've thrown away on a complete loser. I gave him money that my dad left for me to do something with my life. Money that's been wasted on him and his ex-girlfriend. He was still seeing her. He took her to Edinburgh. Said he was going for a meeting that would save his business. Spent the last bit of money I had on a dirty weekend. Sorry. Whatever for? That's not a very nice expression. And for telling you all this, wasting your time. No, I'm sorry. I, I, I shouldn't have been so nosy. A bad habit, but done with the best of intentions. You've not wasted anyone's time, believe me. Why did I keep on trusting him? It's all too easy to look back and think I should have done this different or that different. Don't let your past relationships dictate your future ones. What's important is that you learn from the experiences you'd rather forget. Well, I hope I forget Mark sooner rather than later. We all have regrets. When I was younger, I always told James and Cathy I would be there for them. 
And I look back on that life now and feel I didn't keep those promises as well as I should have. Cathy? Cathy is my younger sister. I was the eldest of three children. I saw it as my responsibility to look after them. As it turned out, Cathy never needed looking after. She was quiet but bright. She did well in school. She married a good man. She had three delightful children and she's the only one of us to have grandchildren. I was a different story altogether. <laughs> I was headstrong and foolish, married young and soon regretted it. And James, James just seemed to prefer being alone. I think I might have been jealous if I'm honest with you. I never tried to show it, but I envied Cathy and her life and, and James and his self-reliance. I wanted to mean so much to other people. But Cathy didn't need me and James seemed to resent any intrusion. If anything, I was the one who needed help the most. But I never knew how to ask for it. But you're here for James now? Yes. But when he really needed me, I wasn't there for him. I waited my whole life to look after him, but when the time came, I let him down. I wanted to help him, but I couldn't. I've been ill, you see, and I couldn't get back. I wish so much it could have been different. It shouldn't have been like this. You said yourself he didn't tell you what was going on at first. I'm sure you'd have done whatever you could for him had you known. You seem like that kind of person. For what it's worth, I don't bear my soul to just anybody. There's something very trustworthy about you. I feel like I could tell you anything. I think if you were my sister, I wouldn't hesitate in asking for your help. And deep down, I'm sure that's what James and Cathy felt as well. It would be nice to think so. You're very kind. I should leave you to get on with things. I only wanted to check everything was all right. If you need anything, I'm only next door. It was very nice to meet you. And you. I hope that James finds some sort of peace. I think he might have done now that I'm here. I hope you also find some closure with your own relationships. I'm sure you will now. Sorry? Is Margaret here? Or James? I'm sorry, but I'm afraid not. Did you know them? Well, not really. I'm Jane. I'm from next door. I only met Margaret yesterday. Is this some kind of joke? Sorry? 
Are you involved with those bloody teenagers in some way? Because if you are, I'll get my husband to sort it out. I mean it. I've got nothing to do with the teenagers. Well, were you one of the nurses at the hospital? No, no, look, I met Margaret here in this flat. I'm living next door and last night I heard voices coming in here, so I came round and met Margaret. She told me about James and the trouble he'd had with some local children, but said how now she's here, she'll look after him. We ended up talking about me and her and all sorts of things. I know it all sounds very strange, but... Are you all right? Margaret and James? My brother and sister? Are you Cathy? How do you know that? Margaret told me she had a younger brother and sister, James and Cathy. Oh my God. Please tell me you aren't playing a joke. No, of course not. You came here last night and you met Margaret? Yes. Promise me? Promise. Did you also meet James? No, I assumed he was asleep. I heard him the other night. I didn't understand what he was talking about with the teenagers and everything. Then last night I heard voices talking very quietly and it worried me, so I came round to check on him. Margaret answered the door and invited me in. You'd better come in and sit down. Thank you. Can I ask what time this all happened? I don't know. Half five, twenty to six, perhaps? Why? Margaret passed away last night. Oh, my God. Did it happen after I left? Oh, that's awful to hear. I'm so sorry. Margaret wasn't here last night. She passed away in a care hospital. She'd been there for almost a year. They say it happened at 5.30. But how? But but then what happened yesterday? Are you all right? Yes. Yes, I I think so. I'm just shocked. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to startle you. It must have sounded very odd what I was saying. I'm just a little confused. What about James? I'm afraid that James passed away two months ago. But I heard him. What am I saying? I actually spoke to Margaret. I spoke to Margaret. If that wasn't her, then who or what was I talking to? Was it... was it a... I'm not sure who you spoke to. But if it was Margaret... In a way, it's actually a relief. I thought the flat felt brighter this morning, as if a black cloud had lifted. I wonder... What? James had some problems with local kids. The person you spoke with told you that? Yes. They were merciless. It was the police who told us about them. He was very stubborn. He kept things to himself, of course, some things he had to. He couldn't exactly discuss them with people. Old family secrets. I'm very sorry. I I don't know why I'm telling you all this. Perhaps it's just that now James and Margaret are both gone. I feel this overwhelming urge to talk to someone about it. Margaret listened to my problems last night. 
I'm happy to listen if you need me to. It all started with some teenagers causing trouble outside. James confronted them, told them to pack it in and go away. If he just left them alone, he might still be alive. And they made his life a misery, kept him up all hours. What happened to him? He had a heart attack. Well, two heart attacks, in fact. It must have been all the stress. After the first one, the police told us what was happening. I begged him to come and live with us. I tried to get him to sell the place, but he wouldn't have it. He was just as stubborn as ever. And, of course, the old secrets came out again. Don't you understand? It's the only way I can escape. My only means of escaping from his shadow. I still have nightmares about him. What he did all those years ago. He still tries to haunt me. But in this flat, I feel safe somehow. I look at the books and the pictures that I've collected over the years. They're mine. They're part of me. They're my identity. Something that he can't just take away. And while I'm here, it helps me to cope with the memories of what he did. That's why I can't leave. Why I can't ever leave. It was our father. He was an abusive monster. He died when I was very young. But it was too late for James and Margaret. The damage had already been done. Margaret married foolishly and never found a special love. But she was so kind and she'd always listen to anybody's problems. James just shut himself away, though. This flat became his life, and he became a prisoner of his own solitude. He didn't want to leave the flat. It was the only place he felt safe. I've been feeling the same thing. It's funny, but since he died, I've come here a few times, just to check on things. It was left to Margaret and me in James's will, but every time I've arrived, I've never been able to stay very long. The electrics kept playing up and most of the light bulbs had blown. It was like I was being suffocated in grief and anger. It's hard to explain, but sometimes it felt so claustrophobic, I feared I might pass out on the floor. I think that might have actually happened to me. I can't explain it either, but it's like I felt it coming through the walls. Once or twice, I could have sworn I even heard James whispering my name. But this morning, I felt none of that. As if he found peace? Yes, that's it, exactly. I spoke to Margaret last night about my ex-boyfriend. She was so easy to talk to. But she spoke of you and James and the things she regretted. Regretted? Like what? Well, about not being there for you both. She really wanted to mean something to you. She meant the world to me. And to James. James worshipped her, but he just couldn't confide in anybody. I think she was worried that she might have been jealous. If she was jealous of me, she never showed it. She thought the world of my children and grandchildren. I couldn't have asked for a more supportive sister. I tried telling her that. Just before I left, I think she took some comfort from it. I know she was also really upset that she couldn't be there for James when he had all his problems. There's nothing she could have done. She's been stuck in hospital the past year. 
She could barely get out of bed without help. After the police saw us, I told her what had happened. I wasn't going to at first, but she knew straight away that something was wrong. It wouldn't have been right to keep it from her. We were family, the three of us. It's obvious why Margaret came here, isn't it, then? She said that she would look after him, that he would somehow be all right. She wanted to help James, and for once, it was help that was actually needed. His death was so traumatic that something remained, something that couldn't leave by itself. She must have helped ease the pain. That's why the flat feels so much brighter now. The bad feelings have gone. Everything feels... Normal again. Margaret called them memories, the voices that I heard. Maybe in time those memories became so strong that they left marks on the walls. Hidden marks in a house that couldn't easily be painted over. Something so strong that I started to feel the memories myself. Somehow she knew what was happening and she came here as soon as she could, as soon as she was able to help. She wanted to be there for James, to be something for someone for once, just like she always promised. And perhaps, not only did she help him find peace, she might finally have found it for herself. The past and those places in which it once happened can't hold any of us prisoner forever. In time and with help, I hope we all can find a way to escape. We still have time to write our own endings. Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Feeling much better than I was, thanks. What's that? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That sounds about right, doesn't it? <laughs> Okay, yeah. I'm free tonight, so I should be able to make that. Do you want to meet around seven? You've been listening to A Season of Changes, written by Gareth Brownbill. It starred Ian J. France as James, Maggie Evans as Margaret, Hannah Lloyd as Jane, and Janice Whitworth as Cathy. It was directed and edited by Peter Beeston. This work is released under a Creative Commons agreement. For more information and access to even more amazing audio productions, visit us online at cornucopia-radio.co.uk.